The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. And hello, everybody out there. If you're listening to this live or in podcast, um, let's see, I'm coming to you from Lahui, Hawaii, Hawaii today. Um, that's an, uh, one of the seven major islands, I guess, of Hawaii. And it's seven in the morning here. It's a glorious day, as always, on the island of Kauai. We're going to talk today about the pieces that uh, intro this program, funding and finance. What was it? Something and staffing. We're talking about staffing today. <laughs> The question is, how do you staff your company when you desperately need help and you can't afford it? I hear this again and again and again from entrepreneurs. They have reached critical mass and they may be working alone. They've got a great idea and they simply can't afford to hire staff. Or they have a few people with them and again, they need more help and they can't move on. Today, we're going to talk about some creative ways to get help when you can't afford it. I'd say the first shot would be interns. Take a look out there at the number of interns who are looking for jobs who may be still in school or have graduated school who are willing to, if you will, work for an internship, which sometimes means a small stipend and sometimes means absolutely nothing. They're willing to put their shoulder to the wheel in exchange for a line on their resume. That's an extraordinary pool of very bright people. They are obviously not seasoned, And so you're going to have to do some training. That's the trade-off. There's always a trade-off. In addition, you may find that they're not exactly as motivated as you'd hoped, but I have found that interns are amazingly motivated people. They're the folks who not only go to school, but decide that they're going to get some kind of position in their field so that they can have experience on their resume when they get out of school and graduate. So, number one interns, great place to go. Where do you find them? Go to the colleges, go to universities, look at the master's programs first. If you can't find that, go to the undergrads and then, of course, the community colleges. In community colleges, surprisingly, you get a lot of strivers. Strivers are folks in the lower economic rungs who are trying to better themselves and get to the higher economic rungs. They are often not 18, 19, and 20. They are often older folks who have been in the workforce doing more menial tasks and looking to improve their skill set so they can increase their uh, pay in their chosen field or change fields. So you may get yourself some more mature folks in a community college uh, throughout the U.S. I think there will be training colleges and similar things in other countries around the world. Good places to look. In addition, you can find them at places like technical colleges, which are these training centers. They can be public or private. And again, you're going to be looking for folks who are looking to add a line to their resume that says they've had some real experience. That's great. Other places to look would be at um, meetups 
for technology especially. If you're looking for someone who can do some coding, if you're looking for folks who can do design, that sort of thing, these folks tend to hang out together at tech meetups. Again, you'll find people who are currently unemployed who will say, yes, I'll do a project for you for little or no money. Great ideas to start. And then, of course, if it works out, that would be a good way to segue into a full-time job. The next one, I'd say, is to exchange stock. I know a number of companies who have done this. You've got to be a little bit careful. We'll spend a little more time on that one. If you decide that you're going to exchange stock instead of pay, it is, again, usually for folks who have a primary breadwinner in their family already, be it their parents, spouses, significant others, etc. These folks have some time, and they're willing to take a risk. They'd like to keep their skill sets up, and they'd like to give it you know, a shot but not get completely shafted in terms of money. We actually do find that there are a number of folks who come, for example, from out of the country in the U.S., so resident aliens, whose spouses or significant others may have the work permit and they don't yet. So again, they'd like to keep their skills set up, they'd like to wait until they have a proper work permit to get a job, you know, a regular job, but they're willing to put their shoulder to the wheel for some exciting new project, either just for the heck of it, or for saying, well, we'll do that in exchange for stock in the future. One of the things you should know in the U.S. is that if you're an S corporation, you can't have folks who are non-U.S. residents owning your stock. So that can be a little dicey. Make sure of the formation of your company before you do that. Um, And you may want to trade other things. Access to your computers themselves, access to servers, access to anything else that you may have that the other party doesn't in exchange for some of their work. Works really well. Um, As you put these things together, you may end up handing out too much stock. So the next question is begged, how much stock do I give away for which job? Get a feel for where things go if you can afford everybody, all right? So you're paying somebody for a full-time position as, say, a CTO or a CMO. So these are chief technology and chief marketing officers. Um, They go along with the C-suite board. They are higher in level, if you will, than the vice presidents of that same, you know, uh, title, if you will, uh, when you get to a very large company. But just so you have a sense of where it lies in a little company, you may hand out the title called CTO um, or vice president marketing. A C-level executive of a mid-sized corporation will end up with something like three-quarters to one percent in stock at a very generous level. When the company is sold at anything over $100 million, you can understand why that's a reasonable sum. At $100 million, it's a million-dollar bonus, if you will, a million dollars worth of stock. Certainly, it should vest over four years. It should start at 25% with a you know, 25% cliff of the first year and so on. The same things we've talked about with stock, and we can do that in another session again. Um, but after you've determined the traditional stock uh, process, how quickly it will vest and how much you want to give them, you'll also have to determine if there is any other compensation. Put that down on paper. It's a real good idea. It is not legal in 
the states, for example, not to pay somebody for work. So the only ones who are exempt from that would be a C-level employee. C-level employees are exempt from these things because they are understood to have a stake in the corporation. CMO, COO, CEO, all of those things, they don't have um, the same rules as apply to folks who are employees. So critical piece to know. If you're going to do such a thing, you don't want an employee contract. You want a CMO or CTO and so on, almost like a partnership contract. You want to recognize that as a C-level executive right there in paper, it will say you will not have regular compensation expected for the first six months, one year, so on, and then dependent on the corporate something and deliverables, etc. In other words, dependent on whether you can afford it, right, then compensation is now set to be. So you can set expectations for compensation when the company can afford it. You can set expected uh, numbers of hours or efforts or particular deliverables, which I like much better because you don't want to say to somebody, just show up for eight hours a day and there you're going to be. Right? Um, and the next thing there would be that you want to put down the number of stock uh, pieces of stock and you can express it in percentage. You don't need to do so, but you need to know that it's no more than about 1% to 1.5% of the stock. In a very small company, super startup, pre-revenue, when there's huge amounts of risk and you're not taking a paycheck, it is not unreasonable to expect that you would get between 1% and 2%. As the company matures, the percentage comes down because the value goes up. All of these things make sense. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other innovative ways to get help when you desperately need it and you can least afford it. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac... We're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. 
AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're at CEO Coach with Jillian Music on webmasterradio.fm. We're talking about how to get help when you desperately need it and can't afford it. So we've already talked about hiring interns, which can often involve a small stipend or no pay whatsoever, kind of feed them and they'll go. They're working in exchange for a line on their resume that says they have relevant experience. The second one is to exchange stock. It can be a little bit complex. One should move into it carefully. Know the volume of stock you should be giving away and don't give away more than between 1% and 2%. Um, Even in an early startup, it's a reasonable sum. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, It's a reasonable sum and you should consider the value of the stock when the company reaches its zenith, if you will, where you're headed, your goal. If the person working for you doesn't agree with your goal, then you haven't got a match. Okay, the number three way to do things when you can't afford it is get partners. This is a real tough one. It's really difficult for someone with you know entrepreneurial spirit and a great idea to share that idea with someone else. I would postulate, and I know it's just logic, not emotion, but I would postulate that it's a whole lot better to have half or even a third of something that's really big than it is to have a whole piece of something that's really small. If you decide you're going to seek out partners, you're looking for folks who have similar business personalities. Right? Folks who have different skill sets, but similar ideas about how they want to run the business, similar ways of engaging with people, and so on. This does not mean that if you're shy, they're all shy, that if you just keep backing down in negotiations, they should all back down, and so on. That's not a good thing. Obviously, you're looking for complementary skill sets, but being able to negotiate is a skill set. Doing it with uh, grace and charity and um, uh, honesty and dignity, all of those things, that's an emotional character set, okay? Something we can get around there. It's a character set. You want folks with the same character set. I find again and again that entrepreneurs with a particular style of communication and business and the way they look at their businesses will choose somebody with a very different outlook, The reason they choose it is they believe 
that the other person's perhaps hard or edge or go get them style or really hard sales style or whatever it is might be a good compliment to their more mild uh, lack of knowledge about this field of marketing and sales and so on and so forth. And that's the most common one. We've got a technologist who figures that somebody who's just a real used car salesman, go-getter, you know, kind of guy is their balanced partner. Not so. You want someone who looks at the world largely the same way you do, but may have an additional skill set that says that, again, with a sense of calm and dignity and this and that, they can negotiate things and not back down. It might mean they're a little older than you are or a little more seasoned in business or negotiations. It is not a difference in the, uh, it is not a difference in the character set, but a difference in the skill set. Be real careful as you choose your partners. Again, as you choose your partners, remember that you were the first partner. A partner is not necessarily a 50-50 relationship. It's a little bit of this benign dictatorship thing that we've talked about before in terms of employer and employee. But in this case, you're saying, I am the premier entrepreneur here, and I'm willing to take you on on a test level. Let's see how it goes. Make that test a good year. Not three months, not six months. You want a full year under your belt together in the same firm. And you want to work side by side as equals and partners and this and that. But the whole thing can be dissolved at the end of the year with appropriate compensations and so on. Even if you can't afford to pay the guy by the end of the year, you're going to have to make payment plans and this and that and so on. The reason you need a full year under your belt before you choose a partner is that you will spend more time with this business partner than you will with your spouse for a long time or your significant other, etc. This is really an important relationship that must work and you have to have each other's backs and you have to feel really confident and really comfortable as you put your shoulder to the wheel under very stressful circumstances of building a new business. So, so much for the moment for getting a partner. We'll talk about partners in depth again at a future show. The number four way to get good help when you can't afford it is if you have a few bucks, check out outsourcing. It's cheaper than full-time you can do it in another way, uh, a couple of ways. You can kind of hire from an agency, but you're paying a huge sum over the agency fees. You can do things like pop ads on Craigslist, a brilliant way to go. We've done it with great success over at SEOmoz, my company, for some time. And uh, we find that we get excellent results right exciting, innovative, brilliant ads for your uh, new employees, and they will want to work for exciting, brilliant, and innovative people and companies. So take a look at some really good ads written out there. You can actually look at some of the SEOmoz uh, Help Wanted ads. You can go to the website and do it, or you can go and find them on places like Craigslist, you know, old listings and so on. The way you write your request for outsourced partner, uh, outsourced employees, uh, or employees, excuse me here, I'm stumbling today. The way you write your request for help, whether it's outsourced work or employees, right, will speak to your success in getting the right kind of folks. So talk about the things that are important to you. Talk again about your corporate culture in a big way, and then talk about your skill sets. So 1099 or outsourced, 1099 is what we call it in the U.S., 
but is cheaper than full-time. Absolutely. You can also go for part-time. Absolutely. You could even do it by the project. If you're doing it by the project, places like Mechanical Turk, 99 Designs, and uh, let's see, uh, Rent-A-Coder. Those are all great places for tech companies to find places for people to work. So, good starts. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to talk about two more innovative ways to get people to work for you when you haven't got the money to pay. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. As you know, being an expert at f- what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language. Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. November 16th, 2004. The beginning of WebmasterRadio.fm and its immediate impact on the internet business world. Ad tech. Afcon. Search engine strategies. Conversion conference. Search bash. Affiliate bash. We bring you the most extensive and detailed trade show coverage. Coast to coast and worldwide. Trade show coverage delivered your way. Download it on demand now. On webmasterradio.fm. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Yes, we're back. We're talking about ways to get help when you desperately need it but can't afford it. We've been talking about the very earliest stages of entrepreneurship, but let's move on to some bigger things. You can do things with uh, postponed exchanged um, you know, pay and so on. You can only do this with outsourced folk, right? So you're saying you're going to postpone pay. Uh, you're going to pay them cash later, and of course, you're going to have to pay them a bonus and set up interest, Okay, reasonable. Um, you can do that sort of thing. You can outsource it here in the U.S. You cannot have them as employees. You must pay employees. End of story. There are ways with which you can work with employees and then pay them later and this and that. The complexities require that you consult an attorney and perhaps a tax accountant and so on in the States 
uh, perhaps beyond as well. So I can't speak to that and I can't give you legal or tax advice. However, it's a possibility that you can work with folks that you know and say, all right, so you're going to put in X number of hours. We're going to keep the hours here and then we'll pay you as the company grows and we're going to pay you such and such a bonus um, over the pay that you ordinarily would have made if we pay you at this date, one year from now, uh, six months from now, whatever it is, and we'll pay you an even higher amount if we have to postpone it longer. Again, it's at-risk service these people are offering, so make sure you are generous. The second way to postpone it and to pay someone, if you will, would be the use of the thing, usually a platform, that you're building. So if you're building a SaaS-delivered something, you can actually have this person say, yeah, I'm going to put my shoulder to the wheel, I'm going to build this thing, then I want to go into business doing something, and I want unlimited access to your platform for the balance of my days. You'll sort it out, what kind of access and how you want to limit or not limit it and how long they might get it and so on. This is actually very interesting for those who are building a technology platform that require coders and so on. You're going to require very high-level folks, but you can't afford them yet. You can't afford to have somebody at a lower level build it. They don't have the knowledge to do so. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. What you do is not go out for individuals but you go out to the tech entrepreneur meetup places and you meet other entrepreneurs who are building maybe other things, but folks who need the platform you're about to build. You can even look to your own customer base. We're looking at folks who are now further along the way. It's not that you have absolutely no money anymore. You actually have a product and you're probably making pretty good cash. You could be in the millions of dollars of cash. But you still have trouble hiring and maintaining a staff of the highest quality you require to build something. You're going to have to outsource some of it or build up your staff in significant ways. And you're now, again, at this rock and hard place. You can't quite make the whole thing work. So you look for ways to make it happen. You try to sell more product of what you've got to bring the income up so you can afford to grow faster. You look at borrowing money. You look at funding. Take a look at this one. You may have in your client base folks who are such raving fans of what you do that they are looking to throw more money at you. They basically say, we are thrilled with what you've got, and you and I both know that you've got to get this, this, and that into your platform. You need to make it faster. You need to make it fuller. You need to make it something else. You need another app in it, whatever it is. And they say to you, how can we help? We don't want to change platforms or there is no other out there without it. And so when we figure you guys to make it, how can we help? And the answer is they can get you the people to build it. Chances are they may have in their own businesses the quality of developer that you require to back up your own developers and they could, in exchange for use of this platform, maybe your current one or maybe the future one, right, this piece that they're going to build, right, essentially lend you hours of their staff. And it's a loan, not a gift or a sale. The workers would stay in their property. The workers would do and work with and whatever the things that you need them to do with your team governing from here as if they were an outsourced project pod. Right? That's fine. Right? And when they're finished with that project, they go back and work on other stuff that the other guy needed them to. Or maybe he'll do it half time. All of those kinds of things are possible. 
And in exchange, when the thing is built, this company that has given you staff and team will have access to the tool or whatever it is you're building. Alternatively, that company may say, we kind of want to invest in you. What we want to say is we're going to throw 100000 down, a million down, whatever it is, $10 million down, and in exchange, we want unlimited access to this thing in the future. Again, you have to decide what unlimited access is going to look like, how long, or limited access, et cetera, et cetera, and see if that money is worth it. Again, there's risk. They're going to give you money. They're not sure that it's going to get built. You're going to do your best. You may have very good reputation in the industry, but all kinds of things can happen. So it's an interesting game to play again. Make sure you are generous and that you understand that they're at risk, uh, sending you at-risk cash or people, which is cash to them because they're paying the bills. Fascinating ways to do things. I've seen it work and it works really well when you have two solid parties putting together a team to make these things happen. So great way to get outsourced labor. And then finally, you can exchange or split with other startups. We're back to somehow a smaller startup again now where you say, I need an accountant, I need some legal advice, I need this or that, and the next thing I can't afford these people all on my own, we tend to outsource them. But again, if you need specific skill sets, even something like reception work or someone to manage internal bookkeeping at a low level or whatever it is, these are great ways to split with other startups. Right? You don't want to get yourself a full-time bookkeeper, for example, you can go to four other startups and say, well, each have her or him one day a week. Or you can even go to a whole bunch and say to an entire tech group or a, an entrepreneurship group, hey, guys, there's 30, 40 of us here. Let's all share a single person. The person will do our books once a month. Not a bad idea. And usually, by the way, it's about 20 days because we work on a five-day week at about 20 and so on. So about 20 guys can share this. And you split the person's income. This will be significantly less costly than if each of you go out and buy it on the open market, if you will, which means you're paying outsourced pricing. A single employee shared expense among all these guys will make a big difference. You'll have to decide which company she's going to work for. She will have to understand that this is going to be her job to go from place to place. Um, and whether she goes to them physically or simply works uh, remotely doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. But it could be a whole lot less money. In addition, there may be skill sets for folks that you have already on staff, but you're not using them full time. Share that information with others. And say, do you have somebody who can do X, Y, and Z? And again, you can share the skill sets of your employees by giving them a project, which is essentially an outsourced project. It becomes almost like a barter process. It's fascinating. It can take a little to set it up, but it can get you where you're going. And finally, when all of these are just no longer an option, it's time to get funded. This has been a wonderful show at uh, CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music. It's been a pleasure, and I'll look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>